0: Praise the Lord. Welcome, my friend, to episode 267, 267 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. Catch the show notes page for links and to take things further at JesusSmart.com slash 267. I apologize for my voice. I can't remember when I've had a head cold this long with this many symptoms. Uh, I thought I was going to knock it out in two or three days, but enough about my struggles. Everybody goes through these things. You don't want to hear about that, right? <laughs> we have a special recording today from an episode with Stephen Strang, uh, The Strang Report, with Dr. Jim Garlow. And the topic is what everybody's talking about. What is going on at Asbury College? in Wilmore, Kentucky, a little town of 6,000 people in population. Asbury College is a Christian liberal arts college, a small college in that town. And what is bringing like 20,000 people to that town in one day? And what is the update, whatever you want to call it, the Asbury revival, awakening, outpouring, whatever you want to call it, something is going on there. Well, who is Dr. Jim Garlow? He's being interviewed by Stephen Strang of the Strang Report, uh, Charisma Media, and Dr. Jim Garlow is the founder and CEO of an organization called Well-Versed. It's a ministry to members of Congress, ambassadors at the United Nations in New York City, and other elected officials. He travels internationally, bringing biblical principles of governance to government leaders. He was one of the first people to be on site in Asbury and to post about the Asbury University revival on social media when it started uh, February 8th in a very normal, average chapel service on campus. They have chapel services there three days a week. I think it was a Wednesday, February 8th. Yeah, it was. It grew from there. It was not planned. Uh, it's student-led, no hype, no celebrities, no offerings, no money, what is happening in Asbury that's gripping the attention of many, many people. Dr. Garlow is sharing his eyewitness view in this recorded conversation with Stephen Strang of what happened right before Asbury University announced the revival would stop on campus on Wednesday, February 22nd, happens to be today, the day I'm recording. For Dr. Garlow, this has changed his focus in ministry. He's now asking God how he can take what he has seen and experienced firsthand at Asbury University to the rest of the world. Now, the movement or the awakening is not really stopping It's already popping up on other campuses in the Midwest and even around the country. It's being moved off campus for public meetings. I think we can assume that the students will continue to have very vibrant gatherings themselves on campus in their chapel services and likely in in other meetings as well. I just want to give you a sense of Dr. Um, Garlow. He graduated from Drew University with a PhD in historical theology Princeton Theological Seminary with a Master of Theology. He attended Asbury. He graduated from Asbury Theological Seminary with an MDiv, a Master of Divinity. He also has a BA and MA from Southern Nazarene University and an Associate of Arts from Oklahoma Wesleyan University. He's an author communicator, commentator, historian, cultural observer, and he served uh, most of his adult life as a pastor. Here's his update with Stephen Strang of the Strang Report and Charisma Media. I appreciate everything that Stephen Strang does, and I thought you would enjoy this. I'm not even going to come back at the end because I don't want you to hear my my voice anymore. I think it stands on its own. And I think there's going to be at least another episode here on the Jesus Smart Podcast dealing with this topic. So I'll have more to say and uh, more to potentially interview others about this. Okay. All right. Enjoy.
1: Today, I'm talking to Jim Garlow, who was the first person that I knew to write about uh, what we now call the Asbury Revival on social media. That was a mere 12 days ago. And the amazing thing is that when I reached out to Jim to get some comments, he told me he was at Asbury in Hughes Auditorium uh, just a day or two before a press release said they're going to end the revival. So, Jim, give us an an eyewitness view of what you experienced in the last 24 hours. God, the presence. Uh, it, it was every bit of what I hoped it'd be and it was every bit of what people say. It's pretty astounding. We got there. Uh, we flew in from San Diego. We got there at the 7 p.m. last night, stayed till 1 a.m. Now, they do have they actually have close off times now. So they closed at 1 a.m. So everybody left the auditorium at that point. And uh, so we were there from 7 to 1 and uh, I didn't want to leave. It, it, it's it's. And then I went back again today to and we just left there and we're at the airport ready to fly back home. But it, it is what people have described to you as just continual worship and praise. It's just acoustic. Sometimes one acoustic guitar. There's no electric guitar, there's no drums. Sometimes somebody's at the piano. Uh sometimes it's even a cappella. There's a bunch of students standing on the stage. You've probably seen a lot of pictures of this by now. Standing on the stage. Um and then and then the auditorium is packed. There are a lot out front. On Saturday I was told I I don't know where to verify this, but I was told by several people there were as many as 25,000 people that came to Little Wilmore. It, it, it's, that's hard for me to fathom, but there, I know the traffic line, one of my friends was, said the cars were backed up 1.3 miles. They have uh, big lights on the road when you're coming in saying revival, I think it said revival full or revival at capacity. Out on the, out on the highway, I'm uh, telling you that there's no room. And, of course, they opened up across the street, Estes Chapel, at the seminary. That's the place I graduated from many years ago, back in 1972. And then they opened up uh, McKenna Chapel. They opened up the seminary gymnasium. At various points, they've had um, a a Great Commission Fellowship Church opened up. I think last night they said they were in seven locations. And um, they must have been full because there were hundreds, I don't know if I should say thousands, standing out front with a, a jumbotron, and there, I mean, Salvation Army had emergency services there. I understand Samaritan First had people there. In other words, this was such a spontaneous move of God, the city wasn't prepared for it. And uh, Kevin Brown, the president of Asbury University, specifically talked last night for a while about the infrastructure being completely overwhelmed. But it's, it's it's a wonderful at least for those of us who get to attend don't have to organizationally handle it. It, it. it's a it's really a remarkable experience. There is um the, the the altar, which is a long altar, is, is filled continually and there's people there are prayer counselors on one side and all these people coming forward on the other. It was always full unless someone was speaking for a moment and then it would empty out at that point. And and today when I was there, not only was the altar completely filled, but I looked back the aisle. The aisle was jammed almost all the way to the back of the auditorium. People waiting to get to the altar. This is where the confession of sin and the healing and forgiveness is taking place at that altar. Uh, and then it's it's just basically a revival of repentance. That's a continual worship, nonstop worship. And, and independence, and people are flocking in. I said, "How many of the people who are here right now?" I Asked some Asbury Seminary, uh, Asbury University officials, "How many here are actually from Asbury in the auditorium right this moment?" He looked around. He said, "Well, I would guess 10 percent." So I just started asking if you "Where are you from?" Well, I'm Indiana University. Where are you from? I'm from I'm from up in Columbus, Ohio. And, and I started asking people. Everybody was kind of from somewhere else. They said, "How many of you are from outside Kentucky?" And it looked like almost everybody's hands went up. It was just a lot. People who are driving in, flocking in. And then we started hearing reports from other countries, quite a few countries, a lot from Brazil, New Zealand. Uh, one a couple was being prayed for yesterday, a pastor and his wife. They come from Chile, from Chile, South America. And the, the pastor's wife reported they longed so much to be in the presence of God, they sold their car so they could come. Wow. Uh, it's pretty astounding. Okay. I saw a press release on Saturday from the president, uh, President Brown, uh, talking about they were going to go to a different schedule. Someone told me that they're, they were hosting a collegiate three-day conference on prayer that had apparently been set up before. Uh, just kind of bring us up to date with the logistics of what is happening and also the fact that we are hearing reports of it spilling over into other places. I did a podcast uh on friday with the president of lee university where some students had visited took it back to lee what can you you're on the ground there you've talked to people what can you tell me about what's happening in terms of the revival spreading and also the logistics of what's going to happen there at asbury and wilmore it's interesting in the 1970 revival you and i talked a little bit about it before. Um, Students went out, like from day three on, students went out from Asbury, flew to other campuses. So it spread pretty quickly to 110 campuses, as I recall. Uh, This time, because of social media, they're flocking in. Of course, we all know the story, I suppose most of your listeners know the story that Tucker Carlson covered it on Fox News, and he was coming in with cameras and lights the next day, and and Asbury College called and said, but please do not. We don't need the extra publicity. We, we cannot handle that. And besides, this is the work of God. We we don't think it's good to have cameras in here. Um, and, and, and Tucker really he reported that, and he really respected it. And I think that was a very good call on the part of the university and a part of, uh, of Tucker. Now, this one, people are flocking in. But as they go back, it begins to spread. The first one was uh, Ohio Christian University. Uh, I don't know the exact order they happened in, but Lee University you already referred to. I heard today about Baylor University. A big outbreak of prayer there. Mount Vernon Nazarene, as in Ohio. Indiana Westland in Marion, Indiana. Heard about that one. Uh, there's a number of other schools that I can't recall right now. I don't know that anybody has a complete list. Now, someone was keeping track originally uh, of how many universities were coming in, bringing buses, however, however, kids could get in. And at that time, it was about 20 Christian universities where people had come in. But that was only on about day three. And now we're on day, uh, let's see, this is. Day 13, we're on day 13, and boy, it does not show any signs of letting up. This is really, we just, I just left there and, and I was just astounded that the auditorium is packed and there's so many people out front and there's lines trying to get into Estes Chapel. I couldn't go on the seminary campus anymore. We headed out of town to see how many, how many were in all the other venues right now. I think there's about four venues running right at the present time. And in terms of the actual schedule, I really got a hand with the, uh, Dr. Kevin Brown, the the president there. I would never met him till last night, and I I didn't know I was gonna even meet him. But when I when I saw him, I said, I gotta tell you, I can't. I'm so impressed with how you handle this. This is almost as supernatural as a revival. For example, I would have live streamed it immediately. He chose not to. He says it's too sacred. Let me tell you how sacred the university sees this. They won't, they won't even take up offerings, and they didn't and they, they shut down any donations to it. They're, they're, they, do, they do not want to touch what God has anointed. Now, when, when's the last time you heard of somebody saying, no, we're not going to take up any offerings on this? They are making sure that this that they don't own it in a good sense. They're saying, this is not Asbury. This is Jesus. Uh, this is not ours. This is the world. This has been a gift to the world, and they're adamant on that fact. And there also, I heard some criticism. Well, there's no preaching. Well, last night between seven p.m. and one a.m., I think I heard five, six, seven, eight, maybe eight different preachers. Uh, they're they're young. they were there's uh, people who work with students primarily. I think on the university there, they were excellent. And it was all it was all a part of the theme of this. It was death to self, dying to self, denying self. And, and they were pretty candid. They said the door we're calling you through is that. Is a death-shaped door. That's what the president, Kevin Brown, actually said. So it's a death to self kind of revival. Repentance, a repentance of sin. Now they did have to. They they actually closed things down at one a.m. I'm not sure if that's the first time they've actually shut things down from the continuous nature. I believe they had shut it down for that. I'm not real clear on that one. But they announced that at one o'clock we are closing. We're going to lock the building you got to understand, some people get critical of that. I think that's just unbelievably unfortunate because this is a, a town, only five to 6,000 people. This is a university that is a small university compared to, say, state university or something. They have limited facilities. Uh, and so for them to handle, this broke into everything, and to handle it so well, there's volunteers everywhere you go. Volunteers giving you water, guiding you, helping you, people to pray for you. I mean, they, it is so well managed and shepherded just the way it ought to be, as good as I've ever seen. But each one of his decisions, when they said they were going to go outside and use Auditorium go to other venues, my thought was, wow, I don't know how that will work. It's, it's, it's Hughes is one of the glories. well, got to go where <laughs> the anointing, and, and, and people are flocking into other locations as happy to be there as they were in the main used Auditorium. So they're in. The, they had. They they made a decision, and this one's different than 1970. Where 1970 they shut down all classes, and it went for eight days and eight nights. This one, uh, they kept classes going, and part of their rationale. I heard this from uh, Tim uh, Tennant, who is the president of Asbury Theological Seminary. And that's a that's the institution across the street from Asbury University. They're technically separate institutions. The one came out of the other. And Dr. Tennant said, "No, we want this to to go in the ebb and flow of our lives. We want it to be a part of the rhythm of our lives." And so they've tried to maintain just as much of normal living as they possibly can. Now that's hard when you have thousands of people coming in. You have the challenge of lot of these students with no plans of where to sleep. There's not a hotel in Wilmore, Kentucky. But there is, it might be one small one or something. There's a sandwich. There's a subway sandwich shop, but that's about it. So people have donated money, and brought in food uh, trucks. There's 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 women that have made chocolate chip cookies and driven them from I heard like Cincinnati or something. There are people who've hauled foods in just on their own initiative to try to feed the, the grouse. They had to put porta potties everywhere. These are the kind of things we don't think about. And the street coming into Wilmore, that last stretch, it's only two lanes, and so you can't. Even last night when I was taken into town. Uh, my driver wisely knew back ways that you know I used to live there a long time ago. I never knew those ways, and they got us in to that to that to there right away and got us around all the tremendous traffic jam. So the logistics of of the management, even for the city, the seminary, the college, other institutions, other churches in the community. Oh, they opened up another a Baptist church right by the campus, Mount Freedom Baptist. That was another location venue they opened up as well. So they have managed it extremely well, but th- th- there is a sense in which you have to have some kind of semblance of order in life. Just, I'll give you an example. Parents complaining, saying, we're paying tuition and our kids, they're just hanging out there all night. What about the classes? Well, they kept the classes going and took care of that issue. Uh, and then, And then there's safety issue. How do you know who's coming on the campus in this age of security? And, and students come in and say, hey, I'm going to sleep in the Hughes auditorium during the night while the services are going. How do you know who's in there and, and what to the wrong? And so they've really been prudent and wise. And, I, and I, when, I, when I met Kevin Brown, the, the president, last night, I said, I, I cannot tell you how impressed I am. There's a number of decisions that he made when he made them. I thought, wow, I wouldn't have made that decision that way. And he proved to be exactly right. And so I think they have an anointing upon them. That's uh, really it, this is an incredible moment. And when you see when you see people coming from that many countries, uh, it, it's going to spread to that many nations. Uh, my wife and I are headed. We we leave. We're going to San Diego. We leave the next day, and we head to nine European nations. And I, I'm meeting with our ministries. Trying to meet with members of, of parliament and government officials to try to bring biblical principles of governance. And I've had to change even my focus. My focus is going to be lord show me how i can take what i have just seen right here how can we take that to where we're going it's your sovereign spirit it's your movement lord i'm just going to tell the story and let the holy spirit move and see if if i could be one of the carriers one of the many thousands of carriers that takes us contagiously contagiously to the world well jim that's so exciting and uh if people don't know, you were one of the first people to go on social media just an hour or two after it broke out, saying something to the effect of, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I'm not there, but something's going on. And then it just grew and grew. I mean, within 24 hours, uh, people all over were talking about it. But how can people follow this since it's not live stream? Uh, it's just people posting things on social media, it's spilling off into other colleges, which actually you can help us track that down because there's a story with every single one of them and we're trying to track that down. And now you talk about going to other countries. Uh, how can people follow this or how can, you know, everybody can't go to Wilmore, Kentucky. I mean, obviously, but how can people get a touch from God like you're describing because my contention, as I've been talking even to a group of leaders today, is this shows that people are hungry, even with all the wokeness and everything else. People are hungry. And um, so wh- how would you answer that? I, I, to my knowledge, they, as far as I know, now they were live streaming the other auditoriums, and so it made me wonder, have they live streamed it out to the public? So people might check on that. I've been in the auditorium so much, I'm not aware for sure on that one. The way I kept up uh, for so many days, it, it broke on on February the eighth at about ten fifty 1050, ten fifty five a.m., and that's when it started. And it started with one student standing and confessing sin after the chapel was over, and and it just set off the explosive revival. I I, I listen to all the things on Facebook. If there's a video, I listen to it. Now, they they ask those of us in the auditorium, they say, please don't do long videos. We know you want to capture some of it. That's fine. Do short videos. That's okay. We ask you don't live stream it from here. Please don't do that. And so we all respect that. I did a bunch of short videos. I just couldn't contain myself. They started another song of worship and the shouts of praise. It was like waves of the Holy Spirit, waves coming across, like waves of an ocean. And I just, I was so unbelievably moved. I, I went to the altar myself. I was so weepy. Uh, much of the time I was there, particularly last night, could just hardly keep from tearing up the whole time. I think like, I, I get to live in a time where I get to witness this kind of thing. And then as we were in that worship, continual worship, I thought, what if God has orchestrated things on heaven, that all of heaven is is, is actually s- choosing to sing in God's direction with what we're singing here on earth in Wilmore? <laughs> that, that, would, that would be such a glorious thought. I, I used to think, boy, if you go to heaven, you're going to just praise forever? That sounds like an eternal church service. I'm a pastor. I'm not even sure I want that. But, but when I got caught up in this today, the last two days, I thought, man, I, I could stay in this forever. This is this is, this is is remarkable. The, the purity of the worship, the purity. It would change out worship teams, and, and and there'd be the next one up. And just, just the guitar, and and not all the accoutrements that we, we become so uh, accustomed to. I, I guess the thing I would encourage them to do is just simply... Keep on Facebook and enough people post video clips. And those video clips will move you. I'm going to post a bunch. Uh, we we have a, a site, uh, wellversedworld.org. And you scroll down the page and there we've just, we've been accumulating a lot of things there. Or we have we have several hundred articles on there. I want this to be preserved. Somebody, it's not going to be me, I don't think, but somebody needs to write a book. Probably quite a few people will write books on this. So we're trying to accumulate to make it easier for whoever wants to do that as a resource. Uh, but I, I'm going to post a whole bunch of myself on my Facebook page, is Jim Garlow Facebook page. And even though I only ran it short times because I wanted to respect a, a rule, that was a good guideline there, don't run it very long, keep it short, uh, not be too intrusive. It was just so powerful, so powerful to see moments of that. And I, I think that's the best way for right now. Assuming it's not actually being live streamed, which I believe it is not, then I would I would encourage people by all means uh, to go to just on Facebook. And and, and Facebook is just full of either pictures or videos. Well, I appreciate you fitting in this up to date uh, report of what's happening. We've had some technical problems, but hey, we got it. We're going to try to put something on online in terms of an article right away. In fact, this started as our asking you if you would write an op-ed. Thank you. God bless you, Jim.
0: Well, I have come back. I mentioned I was not going to come back, but I'm here. I just want to call out your attention to go to jesussmart.com slash 267 for the show notes page for this episode. And I promise you this is going to be a page, an evolving, living, breathing page, which will be populated with resourcing about what's happening, videos links to articles if you'd like to go deeper on this topic. If you're a critic of it or an advocate or you don't know, you're neutral, you have questions, a lot of resources there for you to check out, okay? jesusmart.com slash 267.